Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartels Podcast Network. Hey friends, it's Heather here. I just wanted to offer a quick introduction before we dive into today's episode. So you might hear a little bit of echo at certain parts in the episode, and here's why. Mark and I were together physically in the same room uh, a couple of weeks ago shooting this very episode, and we didn't think to ourselves, wow, we're in this really, really big room. I wonder if there's going to be a small amount of echo. Well, there was. And so there was quite a bit of echo as Mark started out this episode. So I edited all that out. So you're going to catch Mark mid-sentence as you begin this episode today. The content is still super great. Just wanted to give you a heads up that you're going to hear a small amount of echo in certain parts. But thanks for joining us for this episode. And we pray and hope that it blesses you just as much as it would if there were no echo. Wait, are you ready to roll, Heather? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Okay. Yes, and I, I'm sure there's probably a way to like run it off of one podcast mic, but we were too old to look that up on Google, so don't hate us for it if you know how to do that. I was going to say there is a way. It's being born after 1990. Yes, thank you, Lord. Um, that's great. So, hey, the Feast of First Fruits is what we're talking about today, and the Jews also call it the Counting of the Omer. So that's kind of fun. But so during the Feast of First Fruits, a barley omer was brought to the temple for a wave offering to remind the people of Israel that the land and its produce belong first to God. An omer, and what's an omer? It's simply a unit of dry measure. Mark. Okay, so basically like like the measuring cup yeah. is an omer. That's right. And so, right. yeah, it's just some barley. And so this is kind of something fun that the Mishnah says about this festival. The Mishnah says that the priest took the omer of barley, roasted the grain, ground it into flour, passed the flour through 13 sieves until it was extremely fine. Whoa. Yeah. And then baked it into a loaf of barley bread that they waved. I feel like I can do this because people are going to see us. Oh, there's that cat again. You see that cat? Yes. We have a cat that keeps going by. Anyways, sorry. The cat just walked by the door. Okay. So the priest is yeah, waving. They're waving this loaf of barley bread before the Lord. Um, because what it says in Leviticus 23.10 is that when you enter the land, which I'm going to, excuse me, when you enter the land, which I'm going to give you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priests. So God commanded this festival for the nation of Israel to do as a way of them saying, whatever we have, it's first being given to God. So something really fun is going to happen in just a second, Mark. Okay. Okay, okay. But for, I have a little bit more to read from Leviticus, okay? So it says in verse 14 of chapter 23, Until you have brought in the offering of your God, you shall neither eat bread nor roasted grain or new growth. It is to be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. Okay, so check it out. Do you know when Jesus rose from the dead? On the third day. On the third day. That's right. Do you know what festival that was? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like looking at you from across the room as I'm talking to you. And you're, yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look into my camera that's just good. in case we use this. That's a good idea. No, but I mean, that's what that's what Paul says is Christ rising from the dead yeah. is the first fruit of the resurrection that is to come. That's right. Like he's playing on the date too, mm-hmm. not just the concept. Right. And so Jesus is essentially through his life saying, 
I'm dedicating myself and my life as a first fruits offering to God. And so Jesus reminds us in our spiritual resurrection, when we become reborn, that we now have an opportunity to offer ourselves as a first fruits offering to God in every way, shape and form. Right. So with my whole self is being offered to God first. Um, just as the nation of Israel was called to do when the feast of first fruits. So here's this another kind of fun stuff here. So um, once this festival takes place, the counting of the Omer begins. So the Jews count up 50 days. Um, okay. Yeah. From the first day of this festival to the very next festival. Do you know which one that is? Uh, Pentecost. Oh, Pentecost. Check it out. So, um, this connects the Exodus story, okay, of the Jews, because yeah. they would count then from, because remember, the Feast of uh, Unleavened Bread reminds them of their spiritual exodus from Egypt. And then mm-hmm. the first fruits is a reminder of their um, offering of themselves first to God. And then 50 days later, yeah. they're connecting the two stories of the Exodus and the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. And so, yeah, yeah, which is going to be super fun when we're going to talk about the festival of Pentecost. So 50 days between the two in Israel's history, we see in the life of Jesus that his resurrection, our spiritual exodus happened on the first day of this feast. And then 50 days later, the Holy Spirit was given on the Jewish feast of Pentecost. Now, that's cool. Isn't that neat? And those of you that are counting, that's 50 omers. 50 omers. That's right. (laughs) Don't you forget it. So Jesus ascended to heaven on the 40th day of the counting of the omer. Ten days later, the spirit would come. So we're going to look at some fun links with the giving of the spirit and the giving of the law when we look at the festival of Pentecost. Okay. So youth pastor. How does this apply to you, the counting of the Omer, the festival of uh, first fruits? Well, here's the deal. And I I think this is so key and so important, Mark, when we look at the Jewish festivals, is that they are so powerfully tied to the life of Jesus that to ignore them is to lack the ability to give a gift to our students that will ground them in the scriptures and remind them that the Bible is legit and they can trust it. Yeah, well, and, and the the way that they are tied to the life of Jesus is that they are tied to the entire thought process of the writers of the Gospels yeah. and the writers of Acts and the writers of your New Testament letters. Mm-hmm. The dates really matter to them yeah. and the symbolism that they're going to use to describe Jesus' life, death, and resurrection mm-hmm. It, and the giving of the spirit yeah. in in Acts, they're all Jewish festivals. That's how mm-hmm. foundational they are to the way they understand life with God. To the degree that it's kind of amazing sure. that over time the Christian church just kind of walked away yeah, from that. I know, right? Calendar, isn't that weird? Like, I don't understand why that happened. If if we're teaching these things and they're so powerful as we're seeing here. Why did were they something that got forgotten? Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, the festival of the county of the Omer, the festival of um, first fruits, as we're looking at here, can be a great opportunity for any youth pastor to help students not just think about how Jesus 
was raised from the dead on this festival, but how through their spiritual rebirth and regeneration that they can offer themselves as a first fruits to God too. Like what if you on the day, like let's say a kid becomes saved, right? As we like to use in the Western world, they can become a follower of Jesus and they become yeah. reborn and they experience a new life in Christ. What if on that day you gave them a piece of fruit or a loaf of barley bread, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. and this was their reminder to offer themselves as a spiritual offering to God every day now that they are experiencing that new life in Christ. I like that. Just as far as like, if, say the kid is Jimmy, I would walk up to Jimmy and I would be like, hey, I have something for you that's cheesy and really significant at the same time. Yeah, but you know. Right? And here's why it's cheesy, but here's why it really matters and what I want you to remember. Yeah, but people you know? always remember little things that you give them, right? If you can yeah. put something in their hand and tie it into something that's significant, no matter how cheesy it is. They're going to remember it. It's good. Yeah, they'll remember ritual yeah. way more than they will um, words spoken over them usually. Yeah. I, that's what, I mean, that's why we have rituals right. as we disciple students and milestones that we mark our families' lives with is that they'll remember their baby being dedicated. Yeah. They'll remember a baptism. Mm -hmm. And you have this whole cache of images that most folks aren't even using. Right. I really, great. I really think we've gotten away from that in the Western world. We've gotten away from the power of image and the power of, um, you know, placing something in somebody's hand to connect it to a deeper spiritual significance. Yeah. And getting back to understanding the Jewish festivals grounds us back in those powerful concepts that we can apply to our ministries that kids can take with them for the years and years and years to come. Do you know this is an important this is an important series not just for understanding the events of Jesus life but anytime you come across this in scripture now you know what to do with it yeah when a writer in the new testament letters is heavy with passover imagery yeah. or exodus imagery mm -hmm. or using the word first fruits yeah now you know what to backtrack it into and you can become a master at kind of giving them this in a paragraph and if you can tack it to a ritual too mm -hmm. your kids will really start to grow and learn that's a win and if you give your kid an apple or a loaf of barley bread when they come to know jesus would you let us know because we would love to hear how that goes that would be so fun yeah. 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 Sweet. Yeah. Well, it's been a really fun conversation. Anything else that you'd want to add, Mark? Just said if I was going to uh, teach on this, I would definitely, under the radar, give all of my volunteer team a loaf of bread and then at the right time have them just wave it. <laughs> And then just when the kids were staring at them, like, what's going on? Have them whack, with one, whack one of them like it's a pillow fight, you know? Oh, my gosh. Wow. We just turned the Festival of First Fruits into an opportunity for, not, for an object lesson. Like, this is, an ob this is a great way to drive the point home and then to yeah. have every junior high boy happy because they can go home and say, Mom, I got to hit my friend over the head with a piece, with, with a loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah. After the chaos, then you say, hey, hey, here's what, here's why we did that. Um, you just call Panera Bread and just explain what you're doing. Hey, um, so my youth group wants to play a game to help people know to give themselves spiritually and fully to Jesus. Do you have any, like, I don't know, 25 leftover loaves hanging around where you can hit each other with? 
for sure. I would just get sandwich bread in the plastic bags, and then the mess is contained. And let's be straight: a Panera loaf could really hurt a kid if you hit him hard enough. Yeah, and you don't want calls from you know, yeah, mom and dad for sure, for sure. <laughs> Amen to that. Sweet. No, that's 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 really really cool though, and that really is the central image that your New Testament authors are going to argue mm-hmm. marks your life in Christ. Your like Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection from the dead, yeah. and now your life are the crop that follows, and so we grow in yeah. representing Jesus and feeding the world Amen. with. Uh, the gospel. That's right. So I mean, it's it's a great central image that's been almost entirely ignored. I know in most of uh, church world, mm-hmm. and the youth pastor should be the one edgy enough to bring it back. Let's do it. it you know, honestly, cool. it's gonna be tough. Like if I'm just thinking to myself, like because I would love to teach this to my kids, but it's at first they're gonna look at you sideways and be like, "Wait, what?" But the more you teach this stuff, the more it's gonna sink in. So we just yeah. wouldn't yeah. encourage you to do that. You've got to ground it, though, in the New Testament text. Uh-huh. Don't just say ancient Israelites had this festival and this is when Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. Be like, that's all true, but look at this. Yes. Your New Testament authors pick it up and want you to know yes. this is when and this is why. Yeah. And so you're grounding it to the text of their tradition. And that that basically prevents it from being like, well, we're not Jewish, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's when you hit yeah. them with the loaf of bread. Amen. <laughs> People get <laughs> uncomfortable about that. They really do. Like if you start teaching a lot of the Old Testament and the Jewish concepts are like, wait, what, what, what are you doing? It's like, well, I'm trying to pull the Bible forward, right? Trying to connect the Testaments and teach your kids about some super sweet spiritual truths. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a really interesting discussion. As always, you can head to firstcenturyyouthministry.com to go farther, faster with reclaiming discipleship the way Jesus did it. And we would love to have you join us in our Facebook group at First Century Youth Ministry on Facebook and be friends with us there. Mm-hmm. Bye, everyone. Bye.